0: Welcome to the My Life is the Medicine podcast, where we get off the never-ending search for more and take an inward gaze to find how our lives have already taught us profound truths. Rather than turning outward to experts or gurus, we talk with ordinary people and reflect inwardly about the life journey and everything felt, thought, and experienced along the way. Join us in casual conversation and reflective dialogue to discover how simply living a normal life, reflecting on our own life experiences, has already given us all the expertise we need. Hosted by Chuck Hancock, an ordinary human who has lived life in many roles, like psychotherapist, software engineer, school teacher, orphan, adoptee, father, brother, mentor, coach, ceremonialist, and more. Chuck is a weaver of wisdom from modern day psychology to ancient wisdom of indigenous and European roots, creating alchemy from everyday modern American life. Thanks for joining us today in the second part of our conversation with our guest. If you missed the first part of the conversation, you might want to go back and listen to that one first, or at very least read the show notes so you know who it is that we're talking to. But I think that you'd be really well served to check out that first episode. So if you haven't heard that one yet, go back one episode and listen to the first part of the conversation to hear the foundation of where we're coming from, and then come back to this one to dive into the rest of our conversation, exploring how our guest's life has provided them with so much medicine for their own life and the rest of the people that share it with them. So don't miss the backstory. Go check that out and come back. We'll be here. And if you're ready, here we go. I want to back up too, Mandy, if you're willing, because uh, I'm, I'm finding myself so curious about like how you got in this position of being a facilitator of things and connecting with plants and the earth and getting so comfortable with like soul time and, and things like that. Like, Have you always been like this or did hmm. something happen or something shift for you to, to put you in this place?
1: Um, that's a wonderful question. I think both. Um, like when I think back to earlier years, childhood stuff, I, I was always in the ground, you know, always in the dirt. We're mm. up in the trees. and And I remember talking with the plants, you know, mm. I remember them being like, my friends. Hmm. Um, the the ones that I was comfortable with, you know, like I just, I would not feel comfortable necessarily with people mm-hmm. and would go to the plants, you know, and be like, okay, here's my, here's my people, you know, here's yeah. my, my friend group. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so like, I think in a way that connection's been there. And um, I don't, remember a whole lot of what would happen in those spaces but just remember that that's where I would go for like solace and connection Um, and I feel like there's been a courtship happening with my ancestors for a long time Hmm. and both ways them courting me and me sometimes hearing them, and then me courting them, <laughs> um, and you know I like it, it's been a bit of a dance, and I think the at least the sweat lodge ways uh, of they those have been circling around me for a long time, like back to early days of college and when I was kayaking and I met somebody who. Um, was teaching me to kayak you know and he i remember when he took off his shirt and he had all these scars on his chest and i was like oh my god are you okay Mm -hmm. um and he started teaching me about sundance you know and about the ceremony and about the ways that he was a part of um and he danced up on the res up in south south dakota and so he would teach me a little bit about that and i was just fascinated and i was like wow something about that felt so um familiar even Mm. though I never knew about it before but like there was a connection you know I just totally resonated with him and with what he was sharing with me but I never it wasn't time like I didn't Mm -hmm. go with him to any ceremonies or anything we just we kayaked and um in you know and then years passed and then I was like I was a flamenco dancer and and at that time I was in relationship with another person who was connected to the Lakota ways and Hmm. and he was teaching me more about his his view on it his his teachings about it you know and and it still it wasn't quite time for me you know but I was like wow I'm totally fascinated about this and then years later more life happens and then I'm living with somebody who I just overhear her saying that she was going with some friends to a a sweat lodge, you know, and it was time. And mm. I was like, oh, my gosh. And it's so unlike me to invite myself anywhere. But <laughs> I was like, I'm coming. Can I get in the car with you, you know? And I just, like, hopped in the car. Um And we went down to the lodge that I now go to, uh, that I still go to. And I remember that that lodge very clearly, that first one. And I just I, – I instantly, once the door closed, like, I instantly felt – um Like a DNA remembering, you know, Mm. like I felt very clearly like a presence of an ancestor and like the like the dome of the roof just was gone. It like Mm. popped off and I was under the, the starry night sky and I felt like I was wearing like a dress I mean, I was wearing a sweat lodge dress, but I, I was wearing like a buckskin dress and I was sitting there and I was seeing... I knew the songs somehow, mm-hmm. like they were coming through. It was just... It was a wild like transport kind of experience. Mm-hmm. And I just... I knew like, oh, I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And I was like um, in a quite a damaged place at that time, like mm-hmm. had had a very difficult experience with uh, the flamenco community that I had been a part of. And so for me to be kind of engaging with another community was very hard and super vulnerable. And I was just totally freaked out and I I really didn't want to open up to anybody. And I didn't for years, Mm. but I knew that I needed to be in that lodge. Like I felt comfortable with the spirits. Mm. So I was like, Oh, I just kept bringing myself to the lodge, even though the the whole like people aspect was very challenging for me. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I did that for years, kind of off and on. Like I, I kind of knew that that's where my ancestral connection, part of my ancestral connection, was, and and where just for unknown reasons, where I needed to be. But I would get really sidetracked. You know, I would. I would get into something, into a relationship, into into a, I don't know, a hmm. hobby or something, and it would sidetrack me and I would like be gone for months. I'd be okay. there for a while and then I'd be gone. And it wasn't until um, in 2013 I had a massive bike accident and a hmm. spinal cord injury and a head injury oh, wow. from that um, that was like – tremendous recovery you know um mm. i was paralyzed from the neck down oh my goodness from this accident and then and so like it was a tremendous you know couple year recovery to to regain all the functions and and like i'm mostly recovered now and the, you know, most people would never know that even happened. Mm. um but that was a huge life changer you know mm. as it would be for anybody and um I think for me one of the ways that it it shook it shook me quite a bit and completely you know over a process. It wasn't like, oh, life change, you know, right away. But it was it was a it was a long process for me of trying to understand like what was that about? What is that asking of me? You know, what is that what is that trying to teach me or show me right and um and one of the things was that like as soon as i could it took me a couple years after that accident to be recovered enough um because like my i had like a lot of sensory problems after that accident because it affected my nervous system so much and so like Mm heat would be like burning on my skin and yeah. cold would be like electric shock and wow. and I tried to go back to the lodge um, at one point in in the first couple of years but it was pretty excruciating oh, so, I bet. but eventually the beautiful thing about nerves is that they they can regrow hmm. and they can heal and it, they take a long time to heal but they can and eventually they healed enough and and it was like as soon as i healed enough from that i was back in the community and in ceremony like pretty committed in a pretty committed way wow um and that after that accident you know it was like when i really started exploring i just I knew, I had this feeling, I even like immediately after the accident, I, there was like some part of my soul that was curious right away, you know, that was like, oh, I mean, I remember like literally like after being hit and I was laying on the concrete and I couldn't move and I couldn't feel. And I remember some part of my soul was like, oh, interesting this is how my story goes. Hmm. And being curious about it, like, wow. weird. I did not see that coming in the book, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Whoa, what a page turner. And... <laughs> I love the playfulness with it. <laughs>
0: wow, and then what? <laughs> I can't move, but what's going to happen next? Oh my God, what happens next? Oh my goodness.
1: Um, and, you know, and that was just, it was a moment. It's not like, That was a sustained, you know, energy, but in a way it was sustained, you know, it Uh mixed in with uh, fear, like tremendous amount of fear, Mm -hmm. pain, um, you know, and then the long journey of just arduous journey of trying to regain muscle usage and, you know, just... uh, there was so much there. So it wasn't all, oh, wow, I'm so curious, you know. Mm-hmm. But that was there, too. Right. It was a part of it.
0: Right. I think it has to be to make the the painful, arduous journey possible. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd probably give up. Yeah. Right.
1: That's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, like, like in a way, like, when I was going through um, the school I went to 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 learn nature-based coaching it there was a huge component of soul exploration Mm -hmm. in that program Mm -hmm. and i kept uh, so i was like very much learning how to facilitate for others while simultaneously you know continuing my deep journey of what the heck is my story and what's that about and um I you know I remember learning in that program I remember the the teacher of that program saying something about like humans are meaning making machines mm. and we, we just do that like our brains want to do that and I remember thinking like yeah that is so true for me I'm I'm kind of obsessed with like at that time I was I I needed to explore the emotional and spiritual significance mm-hmm. of that event for me. Yeah, like why did that happen? And and I think I needed that because um this uh, it just makes me emotional to even yeah. think about it. But I I needed it because it's too painful. You know, right. it's I know some folks who. Who are, like, very much uh, coming from a place of, well, shit happens. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. You know. And I just feel like, fuck that. Right. I do not agree. Yeah. And and that might be true. Because who, who knows? You know, I don't know how the universe works. Mm-hmm. But I, I cannot, like, let myself believe that. Because... It's too
0: painful. Right.
1: Right. And there's so much beauty when we when we recognize that we get to create our own story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I can make meaning of why that happened. Right. And that can propel me into a more beautiful future.
0: That's right. It's fuel then. Exactly. I love what you said, propel. Like, that meaning, putting the meaning to the pain and suffering... Can then be the medicine and the fuel that moves you forward. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, my goodness,
1: it, it's like um, it's like putting, you know, like beautiful water and fertilizer and uh, nurturing the seed, rather mm-hmm. than just being like, mm, whatever. Hmm. Not none of this matters, anyways. You know. Right. Um, right. Like, I think we have so much more power than we think and we are storytellers and like we are creators ourselves as well and yeah life happens to us like it it just (laughs) got no control in some ways and in other ways yes i have i have the control to Hmm. to be able to transform my story right I could see it as like, oh man, I'm such a victim to this terrible experience. Mm -hmm. Or I could see it as, holy cow, my ancestors stepped in and, you know, redirected me more towards what I'm here for.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Painful lesson, but sometimes that's what it takes.
1: Yeah. 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 I guess that was a long answer to that question. Uh, a beautiful <laughs> answer to that question. It's <laughs> like, where did we start from? But, no, I remember. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you for that long answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. And yeah, you know, my mind maybe just with more lightness and levity when when you said shit happens, like. I well and first of all to, to the serious deep part, like I've certainly been in that place many times of my life where this is meaningless, this is pointless, life sucks. I don't want to be here. Like I've been there um many times in my life. Even after finding um meaningful ritual and sweat and sundance mm-hmm. and all these things, I've still felt those things at times. Um and I think there's so much power in what you just shared, because I agree with you and my lighthearted story that resonates is shit happens. You know, like I said, sometimes I have to get money on, on the res to pay for porta potties And at first I was like, I don't want my money to go to a porta potty This is crap, you know. <laughs> then eventually I, I also came around to what you said and like, wow, this is powerful meaning. Like, wow, I actually get to contribute to removing and cleaning up the shit yeah. in people's lives. Like, what a powerful thing. Yeah. You know, like in my work and in my use of my money and and all of these things, you know, like we can deal with it and say shit happens and this is gross and this disgusting or I can say shit happens. This is part of being human and I'm going to help contribute to the process.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like I get to. It's kind of like the. um you know, just the shift of being like, oh, I have to do this to oh, I get to do this. Right? I get to do this. I get to pay for the border party, you mm-hmm. know, or I, I get to help in this way of like clearing out, clearing the way of the shit mm-hmm. so that there could be more soul connection or there could be more heart connection or mm-hmm. whatever that might be.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I want to honor you too, Mandy, because this is really hard-earned wisdom. You know, like part of my question was like, how did you get to this understanding, this knowing of how to actually be working with soul in a a more real way? And it's through your own hard-fought journey and realizing that all of the ceremonies and rituals that you've done and all the healing work and coaching and assuming therapy and like all of these things that you've done in your life, they don't fix it in and of themselves, but the sustained journey of over 15 plus years is what has taught you how to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. Thank you. And I, and I think it's, um, it's like, you know, that saying like it takes a village, Mm. um, and I think that's very true when I think about my own journey. You know, it's it's not just that I I have a community that I can do ceremony with. It's not just that I've had amazing therapists. It's not mm-hmm. just that um, I have a very seeking soul. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just that I have a connection mm-hmm. with nature. It's It's like, it's not just that I have amazing friends and family you know um it's all of it
0: yeah your own healthy ecosystem
1: yeah yeah Yeah, and it's all required that's right you know and i think about sometimes like there have been times where i have been working with an individual you know as a facilitator and then and just thought like (laughs) you just need to go to a sweat lodge too, you know, right. like, I don't know how, I don't know how to do this, but I know that that ceremony could help, you know, right. or whatever. Like, cause I, I think it does take, and whatever that equivalent of that might be for that individual, you know, it doesn't right. have to be a, a sweat lodge. That's what it was for me. But, right. um but I know that it's like not any one person or thing is the answer. Right. It's a whole system That's that right. is needed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I th- again, probably your immersion in nature and working with the plants your whole life, too, has helped you see how, like, that's true for nature, right? Yeah, uh,
1: right. Know, yeah. yeah, things don't grow in silos, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and, and really, like, my connection with nature has been what's helped me so much explore my story, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's twofold. It's my connection with nature and my connection with my ancestors. Yeah. Um, you know, and and developing deeper that connection with my ancestors and going, going to ask them, you know, and really listen to what they show me. Mm-hmm. Um, to help, m- to help me understand like, what is this about, you know, what is this story? And I like, it's, it's a mystery that's continually evolving for me.
0: Right. Right. You know what? I'm, Wondering that you're pointing me to uh, inquiry that I need to take up with my ancestors is really like, what is this, um, disconnection all about, um, in I, I don't know if you listen to it but I, I just recorded an episode where I was talking about my own orphan origins and, and kind of hypothesizing that like in a way we're all kind of orphans because we're all disconnected it's um, to some degree to some level like even like I'll, I'll admit too, like you I've been doing this stuff for 15 plus years and and I've healed a lot of the disconnection but I'm still not fully connected you know like I think could be ideal um, and I want to know more about like what caused this original disconnection. And after recording that inter or that that podcast, uh, the solo podcast, I happen to stumble across in a book I'm reading for a seminar I'm in, um, where they were talking about how animals in nature. Off, aside from the migratory routes don't um don't stray from their homelands um i mean obviously they migrate but they still will migrate to the same places right mm. but they know where they belong and mm-hmm. they generations will live there mm-hmm. and for some reason we as people have changed that pattern
1: mm-hmm. and
0: i'm curious what that's about and further what was interesting in the book was like it actually was validating my hypothesis a little bit of that when animals are taken from their homelands, they express a lot of anxiety and fear and confusion and uncertainty and erratic behaviors that mm-hmm. they don't naturally have. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've experienced that in my own life and a lot of humans I know experience a lot of anxiety and uncertainty and mm-hmm. and this questioning of who am I and what am I doing, and where do I belong? It seems like there's something about that disconnection that I, I wanna know more about. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have have you explored that all in your own life uh, oh yeah thoughts around it
1: yeah yeah totally like what what immediately came to my mind is um like i said earlier like i've had this longing to be in relationship with my ancestors yeah. and and that's arising from like a like a feeling like an orphan you know feeling very mm. alone mm-hmm. um and really like desiring this like elder connection yeah that i didn't have a ton of and um and not too long ago you know a few years ago i i started working with well a a while ago i started working with this amazing mentor of mine and we've been you know, I shared with her, like I went to her seeking more connection with my ancestors. Mm. Um, and that, that arose after one of the ceremonies I did on the land, uh, the Humble Echa Vision Quest ceremony where mm-hmm. I met one of my ancestors mm. in that vision quest, you know. And that that opened me up and I was like, oh my gosh, this longing is possible, like it's possible. Mm. They're They're here, you know, but I wanted mm-hmm. to... of bridge even more of that gap and and so through working with this mentor of mine we started looking at each different part of my lineage Mm. you know and so that one ancestor i had already met i believed was on my dad's my dad's dad's side Mm. and so we went to um i felt the draw towards this is like right after my mom died and i felt the draw towards my mom's mom's side and i laid down a prayer that um, I could connect with a wise and well ancestor in that lineage. Mm-hmm. And in my internal experience, like my inner vision of that kind of, that journey that happened when I laid down that prayer, it was like I, f- I sort of saw or felt in some kind of way that I like was walking through a landscape that looked Irish, which makes sense for that mm-hmm. line, um and got to this big granite stone structure mm. and I couldn't get in the structure. It was like I knew that there was something inside, but I couldn't get in mm. and the knowing that I had was that it was like that okay the the spirit or the ancestor is in there, but they're they're almost like granite themselves, like mm. they're like asleep or you know um hmm. haven't been contacted in a long time or something like that and so i i laid hmm. down a prayer um that when the time's right we could you know i could meet them we could come into connection or i could meet the you know some ancestors whoever was right in that line and it was like a year later i mean hmm. I, that prayer was laid down at that time and and i kind of kept coming back to that prayer but not having connection really with that ancestor hmm. and then when the time was right you know it was almost as if they like i now have great connection with that ancestor and with that line and they emerged and they sh- they started teaching me about the old ways of that line you know of this hmm. irish line and i feel like you know, and I don't know, this is still mysterious to me, but my understanding of or at least one story I could make of that experience right now is that they hadn't been contacted in a long time. So it's almost like like they went into a dormancy or something, you know, or like yeah. there's um, a stoniness that happened like it when we're not praying to our ancestors or we're not in connection with them. Mm hmm. They don't get to serve their purpose maybe as much, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think, and again, you know, I know this is the story I'm making of it. It could be, I don't know if this is truly how it works, but for me, it feels like as much as I want relationship with them, they want relationship with me. Yeah. But, you know, at least I know in in my family and in as as much as I know about like how removed we are, most of my ancestors... Came to this continent many years ago. So, most of my ancestors were, have been disconnected Mm -hmm. from our homelands for many, many, many years, for, you know, generation upon generation. And enough time has passed now that we are not connected to our original people. We're not connected to the lands where our ancestors' bones rest. We are not connected to the, the language, the stories, the songs, the foods, the ways. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things that that ancestor showed me the first time that I felt like a, like a connection with her um, after she kind of came out of that stone place she showed me like the green rolling hills of Mm. ireland Mm. and i felt as though she was showing me like these this is where our people are the the bones make up the rolling hills you know like this is to connect with the land is to connect with the our people Mm. you know and that's what i understood from from what i saw in that vision and And it made me realize like, oh, and I live on this continent. And I I practice the ceremonies and the ceremonial ways of the people of this continent. Right. And through that, I have connected with ancient spirits of this land. Mm -hmm. And there's like this disconnection between that experience of of the people who I come from. Mm. And I think... So I I wonder what might be possible for you know for many of us if we if we were to reconnect with our ancestors who might be you know dormant right or or like I don't I just don't know it's a mystery I don't know how it works over there on their side but
0: yeah yeah well a lot of what you said is really in alignment with some of my experience with working with maladoma so may that yes absolutely like they need us as much as we need them and 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 a lot of times they do need us to help they want to help make things right that they didn't uh, get right when they were alive and Mm. um is is what i heard from him and and I think that's, that's probably true. And as you were talking, like I actually just had a new insight into the name of this podcast. I, the very first episode I shared that the name of this podcast actually came from a ritual when I was working with Melodoma Somae. now My Life is the Medicine. And like, I, I really got, as you were talking, how it's like, my ancestors lives is the medicine and my living life in this body is the medicine. It really, the medicine is both ways, but it's mm. through the life and the living of life um, mm. that that medicine comes through is mm. what I was feeling as you were sharing. So.
1: Mm. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I uh, thought a lot about um, the seven sacred directions, you know, and mm-hmm. as you were, Kind of inviting us into that right before we started recording. Like, um, when we get to the sacred direction of within, you know, that seventh direction, that's something I've really sat with a lot. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that seventh direction about? And and part of that questioning has to do with just my own journey of self doubt and mm-hmm. you know, um, like really. S- really learning to recognize that the sacredness within me, the knowing within me. Mm-hmm. And part of the way that I've come to into relationship with that seventh direction is to recognize that while well, that infinite intelligence, that divine knowing is within me as right. it is within it, all things. And also that ancestor wisdom, it's in me Right. they you know, they feel sometimes out there, Like there's a way in which I pray to them and I like can kind of feel them around me. Mm -hmm. And yet they're, I'm made of them, Mm -hmm. you know? Their DNA is my DNA and like their bones are my bones and their blood is my blood. And so like that wise and well and like vision and guidance and protection is of them is it's inside of me, you know mm. that that ancient knowing. It's inside of me somewhere, right? And I think that is, is that is a way. That's kind of just what got evoked for me is like, yeah, their life is the medicine, as is my life, and it's a it's a particular way of like coming into relationship with that which is within us.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, I I think I have like I'm hearing my old confused part too that uh, is like, oh, but can you really just trust yourself always? And and. It's it's yes and no for me, and I want to circle back to what you said so beautifully, that like in relationship to all of these different parts of our own life and our own ecosystem, our own landscape, literally like the physical world, but you're also talking about your family and your friends and your spiritual community and your therapists and coaches, and like in relationship to all of these things, like in that landscape and ecosystem. Um, that's also what helps us to get clear about like, what is truly that inner voice and what is noise or influence from society or, or things like that. And in, in my yeah. experience too, because yeah. we're not individual, we're not isolated.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. And that's such a, it's such a tricky, um, it's so tricky to navigate yeah. I, for me lately. My, um, my question to myself has been like what is my prayer mm-hmm. like emphasizing the my because i mm-hmm. i have had a history and a tendency to um to be other focused you yeah. know and to like get lost in some ways of you know i'm i'm thinking this is my prayer but it's not really it's somebody else's it's Mm -hmm. this influence or it's that influence or it's it's what they wanted and I really love them and so I'm going to help them and you know Mm -hmm. and so there's a there's a yeah a, a thing that I've been focusing on lately of just trying to really hold both like yeah separate enough myself from from the other influences to be like what is my prayer mm-hmm. and also at the same time recognize it is all of us too like it is a whole ecosystem as well yeah we're all related and also i don't want to get lost in that relation
0: you know? exactly that's so well said and and uh we're all related, and we can't be related if we're fused in one. Then we're yeah. the same. Yeah. Like there has to be difference for them to for there to be a relationship. Yeah. And I love how you just said it's the both end because we do want to be a part of the community and support and help the people in our community, but then not get lost and engulfed and lose ourselves. It's such a tricky dance.
1: <laughs> it's such a tricky dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's an everyday thing for me.
0: Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. Hmm. wow well i'm looking at the time i think we should probably wrap up pretty soon here oh my gosh. <laughs> time flew that speaking of time fast. being weird huh yeah that went fast <laughs> wow yeah oh well i definitely have a couple of things i want to say in closing but i want to first just uh, pause and see If you reflect on the journey that we've been on today and our conversation and the relationship that's formed between the two of us here, um, is there anything else that feels like it's emerged that feels really important to name, uh, to really honor it before we close up?
1: no i i I don't think anything was missed or anything but i feel very grateful for like i I just closed my eyes and like the image that came into my mind was a circle you know like i feel i feel grateful for the the circular nature of this conversation Mm -hmm. that it was like all-encompassing to me it feels like and not from point a to point b but really exploring and in more of this like wide breadth of of what's up you know in Mm. our lives at this time Mm -hmm. so i'm grateful for that
0: yeah thanks for witnessing that and naming that yeah yeah that i mean i i love that you feel that and experience that it's my experience as well like that circle is this feeling of wholeness and completeness to me and so yeah i trust that that's a good thing that our time together has been like that and Mm -hmm. um yeah i just really want to Extend such heartfelt gratitude for you being willing to come and share your life and your story here with me and with whoever listens to this, because uh, hearing your story, Mandy, I'm just so in awe of like how much your living your life has been such a blessing and medicine for you and your ancestors and the people that you serve and your community, like all the hardships that you've endured and and you even named at the beginning, we didn't even get to talk about it, like how you were a caretaker for your mother. And like, you've really been living this life of service and this life of questioning and this life of uh, engagement uh, with, uh, with the world and with the generations past and the generations now it's like, wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for all that you've shared with us today and all that you share with your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's such an honor. Yeah. It's such such a privilege, I feel like, to get to drop in to this level mm. and talk about the stories of our lives, you know, and share them. Because I, I feel like we get to see that um, we all have different experiences, but we're not alone. You know, we right. are going through this together. Like, we get to do this human thing together and... And it's hard and it's beautiful and it's heartbreaking and it's so joyous and it's all of it and we get to do it together. And that's Yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful to get to share that with you.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well So, this is our third conversation. I guess uh, (laughs) we'll get to see where the next one goes. And sorry, y'all, we're not going to record them all, but uh, (laughs) definitely looking to the next time that we get to connect, Mandy. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to My Life is the Medicine. We hope our guest story this week has inspired you to look closer at your own life. Maybe you heard some of your own story and their story through many of these experiences are common, ordinary experiences. And maybe something about their story was unique, which also might've inspired you to think about how your life too is unique. Either way, we hope our story today has helped you to see that your life too is the medicine. If you'd like to consider diving deeper into your own story and sharing your story with others we hope you might consider joining us on a future episode and if not that's okay too we hope you'll continue listening keep reflecting and help you see how your life too is the medicine take good care and we'll see you next time